0: You're listening to Inside Acting. To find out more and make a donation, visit our website at insideactingpodcast.com. Welcome to episode 83 of Inside Acting. My name is Trevor Algott, and on this podcast we interview actors, writers, directors, agents, managers, producers, casting directors, motion capture actors, voiceover artists, anybody at all involved in the entertainment industry. And we package those interviews up into this podcast and stick it out there on the internet every week for free for you. And as JJ and I are, uh, are fond of saying, we are just too dudes to the podcast. We don't necessarily have all the answers. In fact, we started this podcast because we were looking for the answers. So if you guys hear something on the podcast that rubs you the wrong way or that you dig or that you don't dig or whatever, there's a million different ways to get in touch with us and you can start by just hitting up our website online at InsideActingPodcast.com. On today's episode, we have part two of our three-part chat with actor sag board member and motion capture actor woody schultz and it's awesome 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 stuff this second part of the interview goes more into the union stuff and his experience with that so make sure you guys stick around for that Hi, well hey everybody, this is Trev, I'm flying solo, uh, once again for, for this episode, AJ could not be with us this week, unfortunately, and uh, I'm, I'm a little wiped, I gotta be honest, I'm fresh off of um, the MITT Advanced Course, so those of you who have listened to past episodes have heard us yap about MITT quite a bit, and... Um, this, this, the past five days for me were pretty intense. So, uh, that's what I was doing with my week. Uh, and I don't have a lot of news to share. So the only thing I wanted to do before we roll into the interview is just give a big, huge shout out to our our production coordinator, Jen Levin, who has been working really hard for us behind the scenes, helping us coordinate guests, set up interviews, get deadlines met, all sorts of great stuff she 's been a rock star and really been on top of things and and kept us accountable to to keeping this this podcast on schedule so thank you very much, Jen. You can learn more about her on our website. Just click on the uh, about tab and there will be a link there to, to click uh, to click on to read about the team and and, uh, you'll see Jen's photo and a little blurb and a link to her blog on there and her Twitter and, and all that fun stuff. So make sure you give her a shout out and say hi to her. And, um, if you appreciate the podcast, definitely send her some love because it's such a huge help to have her on board. So thank you very much, Jen. Uh, and that's, <laughs> that's all I've got for, uh, for this first chunk of the, uh, of the episode. So without further ado, part two of our chat with Woody Schultz, hope you guys dig this and I'll see you on the other side. So let's, let's actually talk a little bit about the unions. That's, that's a question. We sure. we get a lot of people asking us to just kind of summarize what the unions are, what they do, how they were formed, um, how to be a part of it, how to be involved, things like that. And obviously, you're very, very active in those unions. So can you give us a kind of union 101 uh, kind of primer for, the, for our listeners who are not as familiar with uh, <laughs> why they should be a part of it or why they shouldn't at this point in their career and so on and so forth? I was a member of, uh,
1: uh, you know, SAG was my, my parent union, and uh, and I was I was a member of Screen Actors Guild for years before I really kind of ever gave it a second thought as to, to what they were doing for me, uh, you know, as a union or how they worked or why it was so vital that I that I belonged. I mean, I was just I just wanted to join because to me that signified being a professional actor that that, that, was that, you know, that was that next hurdle that you had to, to jump if you wanted to be a professional actor in this town. And it's true. I mean, you can certainly work consistently and, and on a lot of quality projects uh, that aren't union. And it's a great way to, to get an education and to learn uh, and, and to, you know, to make a little bit of money. And, and a lot of these non-union stuff offer you know, great buyouts, so you can actually, you know, survive doing non-union work. Uh, but ultimately, if you want to play with the big boys, you're going to be union. I didn't really have anybody, uh, you know, to tell me that maybe you're joining too soon. Maybe you're not ready or the reasons why that was the case. And uh, uh, I, I do personally think maybe that I, I, you know, in my eagerness to be a professional actor, joined too soon. I I could have stayed non-union for uh, for a while longer and gotten a lot more experience. Um, I you know I really wouldn't have made more money, but I would have definitely gotten more experience and uh, you know still been eligible to join whenever I wanted to until I got that next union job. Uh, you know I would I I would have been free to, to be non-union for as long as I wanted. And, you know, I, and so, and I've, and I've told a lot of people that, that, you know, that, you know, we, of course we want you in the union and, uh, you know, and of course at some point, you know, you're going to need to be in the union if you want to be a professional actor, but, uh, you know, just like getting an agent, there's no sense in doing it before you're ready, you know, before you actually have that good experience before you really are comfortable enough to you know, play with the big boys to go out and, and be in an audition room, uh, you know, with these people who are doing it day in and day out, uh, you know, then, then don't join. Uh, but, but once you are ready, you know, embrace it and, and, and exploit your union for everything that it's worth. I mean, there are an amazing, there are an unbelievable number, uh, um, of benefits to, to belonging to the union. I mean, it's not just a place that, you know, keeps track of, of your residuals and, and, and sends them to you. Uh, I mean, they really are out on the front lines, you know, fighting for you and, uh, you know, organizing uh, in right-to-work states and in areas of, uh, you know, professional work that aren't currently organized. Um, you, know, the, you know, we just, after 30 years... We just got a new music video contract. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was huge. That was huge for 30 years. You know, the dancers and performers and, and music videos, which are ubiquitous, they're everywhere, weren't covered. Didn't have things as basic, uh, you know, as, as turnaround or overtime or health, pension, uh, you know, most of these most of these dancers and performers had to beg for a chair and water. I mean, they were asked to be on a set for, you know, 15, 16 hours dancing their asses off, uh, you know, and didn't have anybody taking care of them and didn't have any rights. And now after 30 years, they finally do. I mean, it's, it's huge. So not, you know, not every... <laughs> battle is is you know quickly and easily won with the unions but you know it's an it's an ongoing thing and 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 i'm absolutely glad (laughs) uh that they are there and then you know and do have my back as as a professional actor yeah
0: so sag and after recently merged um indeed and that's a very good thing for a lot of reasons uh can you tell us a little bit about uh your views on on what's changed when that when that happened and why it's such a great thing uh, well, for actors and artists and everybody? Yeah,
1: well, uh, you know, I mean, I just think, I mean, across the board, I think it's it's great for a lot of people in this industry. Uh, you know, it's, it's fantastic for actors because now, you know, we have one set of dues to pay. We have one umbrella organization uh, covering us regardless of the work that we do or the employer that we do it for. Uh, we no longer have to go in... Uh, or at least after this next negotiation, we'll no longer have to go in and, and ask. You know, is this a SAG job or an after job? We'll no longer have to worry about whether this work will be applied. Uh, you know, to my SAG insurance or my after insurance. Uh, you know, the the health plans haven't merged as of yet, but we on the board uh, just uh, passed overwhelmingly. Um, a recommendation to the trustees of the uh, pension and health plan uh, to establish a system of reciprocity uh, for members to the, uh, to the health plan. And basically what that's saying is that until the plans are officially merged, uh, they will take whatever you earn as an actor, whether it's on a, on a side contract or an after contract, and they will look at that those total earnings cumulatively. So even if you didn't earn enough to qualify in either, but cumulatively your earnings on all SAG and after contracts were enough to qualify for at least you know the tier one plan and one or the other, they will consider those uh, uh, together, and you will qualify. And you'll, you will likely qualify for whichever one you earn the most in. So you won't be able to choose necessarily, well, I want this applied to my SAG health coverage or my after health coverage. It's whichever one you, uh, you earn the most in, but you will take the cumulative earnings from all of those contracts and have them applied. So it'll allow, until those plans are merged, everyone to, to qualify for some sort of health coverage uh, who does earn enough, which is uh, you know, huge. It's fantastic. Cool. Yeah.
0: Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. It always did seem a little weird to have two unions that were separate. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of like, why am I, why am I, why am, why am I doing this? Like, why, why can't you guys work together? Like it didn't, didn't. And I, I admittedly, I have a lot to learn about the unions. I'm, I i have not been nearly as involved as I should be, but, um, it, it seems like things have been a lot more streamlined, and I've gotten a lot more correspondence, mm-hmm. um, you know, via email and mail since the merge. Yeah. And I've also my residual checks are somehow more frequent and bigger, so I'm very happy about that. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> you know, it, it's all it's
1: all a streamlining process. You know, the the residuals process is is always sort of a uh, you know a, a sore topic, I think, uh, among a lot of actors. Uh, but having having that whole process streamlined into one place and one organization, uh, covering everything, uh, it'll, it'll be a lot better. I mean, from going forward, it's only going to get faster and faster. The, the turnover for those checks. And, you know, hopefully we'll reach a point too where it's all the processing is done electronically. Uh, I mean, I know as, as yeah, they're
0: still mailing,
1: well, yeah. and as, as you know, most actors know, cause you know, between gigs we'll claim unemployment, uh, you know, most actors know now that unemployment is done electronically that that you know the unemployment now sends you office sends you a debit card and uh, you don't get you know you don't get your checks in the mail anymore you you it's just automatically applied to your debit card which you can then have deposited into you know your savings or checking account uh, or just keep on the debit card and use it like you would on normal card uh, i would love to see that done with SAG-AFTRA. Either have all of the all of the uh, uh, residuals deposited directly into your account, or to uh, to a debit card system, mm-hmm. and then you know sent all of the paperwork uh, electronically. Cool. You
0: know. So, so to an actor who who's out here, maybe they've gotten uh, you know a couple student films, maybe an indie film or two, um, a few web series, non union kind of things. Maybe they're they're looking at starting to book you know under five roles on soap operas and things mm-hmm. like that what would your advice be to them regarding unions at, at this point in time? Uh, you
1: know, I, I mean, it, it's, it's sort of the same, uh, you know, as anyone, as I was saying before, I mean, if you if you feel you're, you know, you're ready to make that leap um, uh, professionally, then, you know, that I, I say join. I mean, absolutely. Uh, it'll, it'll only benefit you in the long run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know the benefits. I think far outweigh. Uh, uh, you know of, of joining far outweigh uh, any on the other side. Uh, you know people of uh, that want to continue to work non-union or sort of buck the system or feel that you know they don't they don't need to belong to the union. Um, you know, I, so you I mean, so you get a you know a good buyout on a on a you know an indie film or a commercial. That's great, but. Then they can use that commercial, you know, in perpetuity, anytime yeah. they want, on any platform they want, or that TV show on any platform they want, until the end of time. Uh, the same with the film. You, know, you do a, a, a non-union film, and all of a sudden it blows up, and it becomes the biggest hit at Sundance, and is that one strange little, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, film that, that all of a sudden is made for, you know, $40,000 and ends up earning, you know, 125 million and you get nothing, absolutely nothing except for the, you know, whatever hundred dollars a day you got originally, or maybe they gave you five grand to do the film. Uh, and you have no protections. You have no protections on set. They don't have Mm -hmm. to have a medic. They don't have to give you turnaround or overtime. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, that, that you rely on uh, as part of this union and that the union will fiercely fight for uh, that, that I think, you know, I, w- I would tell anybody, uh, you know, to, that it's worth joining. And if you're doing your own projects, you know, the, the new media stuff now, uh, short films and, and, uh, and web series and uh, even sketches for like, uh, you know, funnier die type stuff that you can do Either for that channel or, or for any other outlet, uh, it, you know, it's so easy now uh, to go right on the SAG website and sign up as a as a signatory. Uh, that anyone can do it, mm-hmm. and it's it's even a great way to you know to get entrance into the union. I mean, you know, you can you can do that by being a part of uh, a new media project yeah. as long as there's sure. you know as long as there is an actor, a union actor. Uh, you know, in the film, in a lead role in that film, uh, you know, it, it triggers everyone in that film uh, who, uh, who has a principal role uh, to, to be eligible yeah. for joining the union. Yeah. Um, I, mean, there's, there's, I mean, if you truly want to belong to the union, there's really no reason other than financially that you shouldn't be able to do that. But even now, you know, the, the credit union, the Afterside credit union uh, offers you uh, great loans, uh, to join the union, you can uh, use your credit card to join the union you couldn 't do that when I joined it was you know basically cash only <laughs> and uh, you know I mean, you had to have the, the full sum up front and and it's you know it 's really easy now to uh, to belong to the brotherhood of man that is <laughs> that is your union
0: so if people wanted to um, learn more about the unions yes. um, where 's a good kind of place they can go to learn about um, you know the, all the kind of union stuff in, in kind of layman's terms. Is there a website or a, or some sort of guide they can they can get? Yeah,
1: I mean, if it's as simple as going to the union's website, if you go to sagafter dot uh, they have an information page, and it will break down. All they have, they have a facts page uh, that you can get answers to any of your questions. Uh, if you go also, if you go to Facebook, uh, there's a SAG group on Facebook. And you can post any questions you have. And, uh, you know, there are a number of people uh, that, uh, that are longtime union members that are incredibly qualified to, uh, to answer any of your questions if you don't, for whatever reason, want to call the union or, or email the union or, or go to the union website. Uh, but I, I highly encourage you to do so, uh, even if you uh, are a member already. And you have any questions? Uh, there's there's a ton of information on the website. Uh, there's you know video tutorials on, on the website that will lead you through the signatory process. Uh, there are uh, there are emails for practically every department, uh, so you can specifically ask questions of the residuals department or the contracts department. TV residu- uh you know, theatrical, industrial, whatever uh, the contract is you have a question about. Um, there's uh you can find out about uh the board, uh who's on the board, what they do, how to run for a board seat if uh if you're interested.
0: Uh Wow. So a little bit of everything. Yeah, uh
1: <laughs> as well as all the committees that uh that, that SAGAFTRA has, uh local and national. Uh the information for all those committees is on there. There's uh a, a committee there's a form you can fill out if you're interested in being a member of one of the committees. Um and, uh, yeah, there's, there's all kinds of, of ways to get involved in the union and to get information about the union. And, uh, and there's, you know, and there's, there's great people, uh, that, that you've like, you know, David Lawrence, who you've had on the mm-hmm. show, uh, you can go to his website. He has tons of information, yeah. uh, about the union and can answer practically any question you have, mm-hmm. uh, about, you know, the union and joining and, and, uh, the ins and outs of it. Um. So, yeah, there's cool. lots of great resources out there.
0: Cool. And we'll make sure to post uh, those links on our website as well for anybody listening who wants yeah. to have easy access. So let's uh, jump from the union and just kind of catapult into our last uh, kind of series of questions. Because um, we, like we've said earlier, we've gotten so many people asking about motion capture. Yes. Um, how they can get involved, what exactly it entails, what kind of different projects are available for motion capture. And you've had quite a varied uh, uh, <laughs> career in motion capture. So um, tell us a little bit about how you got involved with that. Uh, you know, it, it,
1: it was uh, it was a straight audition. I had no idea that I was auditioning for, uh, you know, what would become a performance capture film. Uh, I went in for uh, Victoria Burroughs, Burroughs Bowling Casting, who does a lot of performance capture uh, casting. She works with Bob Zmegas Everybody, write that down. <laughs> and she's a fantastic lady. Uh, runs, a, runs a great pet rescue organization. So that's another great way into her heart. Uh, but uh, you know, and and uh, she had brought me in for a couple of TV shows that she was a casting director on. And uh, I guess there was something about my essence <laughs> that said I could play an eight year old. And uh, okay. So, so she, uh, she brought me in to, uh, read for the part, uh, that was called Lonely Boy. It's all I knew about it. And it was uh, Robert Zemeckis film. And, uh, you know, it was very secretive and there were no scripts being sent out. And, uh, you know, I, I, got the sides when I got to the audition, and she said, you know, if you happen to have pajamas that look like they could be a little kid's pajamas, wear those. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I went in and, and I, read the, I read the sides and, and she let me read part of the script. And, uh, you know, it was for Polar Express. And I didn't understand. I knew it wasn't uh, a voiceover job. I knew that they would be filming me, that I was actually auditioning to play this this role somehow physically, but that you know at six two and one hundred and ninety five pounds, I also wasn't really convincing as an eight year old. And I uh, once I got into the audition room, she basically gave me the you know the lowdown that it was performance capture, uh, that it was kind of a new process that uh, he was helping to develop. He had spent a lot of his own money developing the technology uh, that they were going to be using for this and that all of the kids on the train were going to be played by adults as were all of the elves uh, and that they would somehow once we got on set figure out how to do the perspective between the actual adults and the adults that were playing children And but just go with it, have fun, be a kid don't worry about doing the voice don't try to sound like an 8 year old just be eight. And I had some of the most fun I've ever had in an audition, uh, uh, you know, just playing an eight-year-old and playing around with these with these uh, sides. And it was great. And they, they, they liked what I did, and they, they uh, put it on tape, and they sent it to Bob
0: bob zemeckis yes it always cracks me up when people who were like friends with them like called by a different name and at the rest of the world knows them. and uh, i was like who's bob <laughs> Sent it to bobby uh
1: <laughs> yes he was the uh, he was the transport driver and he was waiting downstairs for the tapes to take over to mr zemeckis <laughs> right, right, so, so they go. sent it to bob and then you know i didn't hear anything for two months and figured well it was fun and it didn't happen and uh two months later uh my agent called me and said, uh, you got the part. I said, of Lonely Boy? She said, no, Peter Scolari got that part. I was like, oh, because <laughs> it's Tom Hanks and Bosom Buddies, and that's how that works. Mm. So what did I get? She said, uh, you're going to be two of the kids on the train. I was like, awesome. Wait, two? <laughs> I really don't understand how this works. And I, uh, you know, I, I, she said, now we need you to go in and do a life cast. And I didn't know what that was. I was like, "Great!" And I showed up at uh, at uh, Matthew Mungle. He's an, an, an a genius when it comes to uh, you know special effects makeup. Uh, he does all the the stuff for CSI and and just you know lots of science fiction stuff and lots of gore and body parts and you know prosthetics and things like that. Uh, and I showed up at his studio. And, uh, and they did a plaster cast of my head and, uh, and, and I then showed up on set for fittings for my suit, my mocap suit.
0: And those are those kind of tight black neoprene things with the, with the sensors all over them. Exactly. For anybody. Exactly. Yeah. That's and, so cool, uh, man. I think and this I, is the coolest thing ever. Well, I,
1: you know, and I, I still kind of was trying to figure out how all this worked. And, you know, as we were going through, you know, the fittings and, and doing all the stuff, we would learn more and more about the process. And, uh, you know, and then they kind of brought everybody together uh, uh, for rehearsals and explained everything and explained that, you know, this big, huge stage, this big, empty stage... Uh, was the volume and that all of these little infrared cameras that were you know 360 degrees uh, were going to capture all of your movements and capture it uh, three-dimensionally and virtually and that you were basically creating a skeleton and on top of this skeleton they were going to place a character and so whatever you did, whatever movement you make, was going to drive the character. And because this was the very beginning uh, of this whole sort of performance capture process, uh, it was still a little primitive what we were able to do. So we would, we would shoot a scene uh, in this big volume, and they would capture all of our body movement. And then we would, in groups of three, have to go uh, into a smaller stage... And recreate everything that we did on the large stage, but with markers on our face, so that they could capture our facial movement. Uh, and uh, it was it was a really interesting process. And and uh, you know we we still you know we doing while we were shooting the film. I mean, there were still times when we would all sit there, and, and you know, and Bob would be trying to figure out, okay, so how do I do this? We want to have Santa flying in on the sleigh, circling around, you know, the village, uh, you know, at the North Pole. And how like, How do we make this happen? How do we do this? So it was really exciting to sort of be on the cusp of this, you know, this new technology with them as they were developing it and, you know, being their guinea pigs uh, and, and just having a blast. And at the same time, uh, I got to work with. Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari and Michael Jeter and so you know, cool, amazing man. people like that.
0: It, it, it sounds like you've just had a, a career where you're constantly in the right place at the right time, making friends with the right people. I mean, how, how much of an element would you say is luck in, in the past 20 years of your life?
1: Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I think a huge part of it is luck, but I also believe that, you know, you create your own luck. And that a huge part of luck is just being prepared for those moments. Uh, you know, and, you know, had I not met Victoria on an audition for an ill-fated TV series, uh, you know, that lasted all of about six episodes, uh, she would have never known my work. Had I not been prepared for that and, 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 done a good enough job that she thought of me for, you know, for the film to bring me in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it's like all of these incremental things that happen to create luck. Yeah. You know, yeah. but I, but that said, I have been incredibly fortunate and as, you know, because this is sort of a, a niche part of this industry still, uh, you know, despite the fact that the largest film in the history of cinema (laughs) was performance capture. It's still, you know, a tiny, tiny, tiny part of the film industry. And there are only a handful of people when you consider, you know, how enormous the pool of actors is worldwide. There's only a handful of people that have ever done performance capture, much less have done it more than once. And, uh, you know, those people are are really fortunate. and, And I'm fortunate to be among those uh, mm-hmm. There's actors doing it because, you know, uh, as someone who, have, who, wouldn't, who hasn't done performance capture, I could spend my entire career hoping to work with someone like, you know, Bob Zemeckis or James Cameron or Steven Spielberg or Peter Jackson or, or any of these people. and And because I'm working in performance capture, I've been able to work with all of them in the course of about 10 years, and some of them, uh, you know, like, like Bob or Steve, you know, I've worked with Steven Spielberg twice now, I've, I've worked with Bob three times, uh, you know, and, and because it's still a sort of uh, prohibitively expensive technology, you know, it's only the A-list directors and, and, and the big budget studios and the huge stars that are also involved in these productions, Uh, so I, you know, in addition to working with these amazing dream directors, I've also been lucky enough to work with A-list actors in every one of these projects. Yeah. Yeah. So you, and, and and it's been an incredible learning experience. It's it's like taking a masterclass every day you show up at work when you get to sit there and it's like, oh, I'm going to either watch Tom Hanks work or I'm going to act with Tom Hanks today. I'm (laughs) going to act with Anthony Hopkins today or with John Malkovich today or, you know, Jim Carrey or, you know, Daniel Craig. And it's like, are you freaking kidding me?
0: That's really amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay, everybody. Welcome back. Hope you dug the second part of our three part chat with Woody Schultz. Um, I mean, there's nothing else I can say about it. Woody's an amazing guy and, uh, it was a real honor to have him on the, on the podcast and, um, hope you guys got some useful information out of that, that middle nugget there. Uh, pick of the week. I have, uh, a pick that's, that's a little, that might be a little, uh, prohibitive for some people. A friend of mine gave me a collection of MP3s from Bob Proctor recently. Uh, and I think, uh, they're, they're ripped from a a CD set that he has available called The Eleven Forgotten Laws. And it's, um, I've just, you know, I, I stick it on my iPod and I listen to it in my car and, um, it's pretty good stuff. So, um, that's my pick of the week. I I just did a search for it on the internet and I found a website where they're selling like a batch of things, including like pamphlets and seminars and, you know, bonus eBooks and stuff like that for $97. And I, I totally think it's worth it for those of you who might have some spare cash laying around. Um, but if not, um, you can just Google Bob Proctor, 11 forgotten laws. And there's a lot of cool YouTube videos and things like that out there too. Uh, And I I also wanted to kind of propose something else that we could add to the podcast that I think might be really valuable. Uh, Jen, our production coordinator, suggested to me at uh, one of the tweet ups a couple months ago that we do a listener pick of the week. And I think that'd be really cool. I actually haven't run this by AJ yet. So this is going to be news to him. But um, if any of you have uh, a pick of the week that you'd like us to just you know, briefly chat about and include on the podcast, let us know. It can be anything at all. A great new album you're listening to, a great book you're reading, a movie you've seen, a website you've found, an app you've downloaded. Maybe it's a quote. It could be anything at all, anything that's kind of rocking your world, uh, for that, for that particular week. So just, uh, if you'd like, shoot us an email, uh, at insideactingpodcast at com with, uh, the subject heading listener pick of the week and, um, we'll squeeze it into an upcoming episode. So that's it. That's all there is for episode 83. Uh, there's a lot of different ways for you to get in touch with the podcast uh, and get your voice on the podcast. You can email us at InsideActingPodcast at gmail.com or, and or, you can call us at 213 actors That's 213-222-8677. We're also on Twitter, Twitter.com slash InsideActing, and you can follow us individually as well if you'd like. I'm Twitter.com slash Trevor Algott, and AJ is Twitter.com slash digital actor we're on facebook facebook.com slash inside acting and we're also on iTunes and actor-rated so just hop on uh, iTunes or Actorated and do a do a quick search for inside acting any kind of positive feedback you can leave for us there really helps and it definitely you know <laughs> boosts our ego a little bit helps to know that we're doing something that's valuable to people so uh, that's a great way to help spread the word and, and keep the podcast going as well and if you really want to go the extra mile There's always the option to donate some money to the podcast. We have uh, two ways you can donate. You can just give us a a lump sum. And when I say lump sum, I don't mean like a pile of cash. I mean it can be a penny. Seriously. I mean nobody's actually sent us a penny yet. But if you wanted to send us a penny, you could do it. It could be anything. Every cent that that our listeners donate counts. So that's one option. Uh, As much or as little as you'd like in a a one-time, one-off donation. And the second option is that you could become a recurring monthly supporter of the podcast and become what we call a patron and patrons support the podcast by kind of you know quote-unquote subscribing to it and supporting us with three five ten or twenty dollars a month it's all processed online via paypal and if you are a patron not only are you going to get first dibs first dibs access to some of the cool stuff we have coming up uh, but you're also going to get uh your picture and a little blurb and um links to your relevant websites on our patron page on the on the website because we really dig the people that, that help us keep this thing going. Literally our patrons are our inner circle, they're our tribe, they are our lifeblood. And we really appreciate them and, and we would not be going if it were not for them and the and the people that donate to the podcast. So if you want to go the extra mile beyond telling friends, um and, you know, posting on Twitter and Facebook about what you get from the podcast, um, you can always help us out financially and we use uh, those funds to cover production costs and for nothing else. So thank you very much for those of you that, that do donate on a regular basis and have donated in the past. You know who you are. And those of you who are about to donate, get off the fence and go ahead and just just do it. It's a tax write-off. You can write off uh, all donations to the podcast as education expenses come tax time. So literally there's, there's like nothing to lose except a few seconds of your life. So... That's it for episode 83. Uh, my name is Trevor Algod. AJ will be back with us next week for part three of Woody's interview. And we've got some awesome guests lined up uh, for the next few episodes as well, courtesy largely of, uh, of our production coordinator, Jen. So that's all we've got. Episode 83. My name is Trevor Algod. Thanks for listening. See you guys next week.